The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Thursday morning, and if you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you'd like to watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down on the right side of the page. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, you'll see that we are streaming live there, second video down. Just click on it, enlarge it on whatever device you've got it on, and uh, and join us in there. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio right here. <laughs> and then uh, click the uh, icon <clears throat> on the platform we're on. And you can join us in the chat. Lots of friends there in, the, in this morning and a couple of new people, it seems. So welcome. Good to see you guys uh, in the chat, as always. And we're also broadcasting on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. Setting Brush Fires is the channel for, for Twitch, if you're on Twitch. 
and then uh, Roku, Cutting Edge TV, right there on Roku. So we're on all those places. So you can always find us, though, on sonslibertymedia.com. So, guys, if you're not seeing this, <laughs> I don't, we say it time and time again. If it doesn't go out on your channel, if it's being cut off or something like that, go to sonslibertymedia.com, right side of the page, boom, you're there. Now, if you're on a mobile device, you're going to have to click. Usually most mobile browsers <clears throat> will allow you to see the desktop version instead of the mobile version. The mobile version, you won't see this on the side. It'll just keep loading the articles that we have. But, uh, yeah, if you got a mobile device, you'll have to, I know at least on Google Chrome, on the mobile, you have to hit desktop version. You can see it on the right side. You can blow it up and let it take up your whole screen. That'd be great. Right above that is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you missed that, you can catch that now up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And um, he goes live right here, signsoflibertymedia.com. By the way, that's also linked to our Rumble page where we are streaming live as well, which is Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Okay, all one word. Go to rumble.com, change videos to channels, and put in Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Or not dot com, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, and you'll find out where we're streaming there. All of our shows since we started on Rumble several months back are archived on there as well. Okay, um, bada, 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 bada. right above that is where you can enter your email. Again, we don't write your email, sell it, or spam it. One email a day, including the morning show archive, so you'll have that. If you'd like to help us out, we have needs. We never ask you for money. We just tell you our needs. If you want to help us, we're extremely grateful because we can't really do what we do without the funds to do it. I mean, it's just the way it is. Um, we're not asking you to, for a private jet, even though Bradley probably needs one at this point. We're not asking you for a private jet. We're not going to give you a handkerchief with our sweat on it because you make a seed donation or something. Nope. We're just doing the stuff. And just like in the scriptures where you see the Lord Jesus, yes, there was a money bag between the disciples. Judas was sticking his hand in it. Remember about that. But uh, but they had money to go and to do some of the things that they did. The Apostle Paul, when people gave him money, he gave himself to full-time ministry. And when he didn't have that, he went back and he made tents. Okay, So he wouldn't be a burden on people. But if people wanted to support his ministry, he used that to further the ministry. So the same thing with the Sons of Liberty. If you agree with our message, you want to donate, the one-time donation, there's a button there for that. There's also one if you want to partner with us as a son or daughter of Liberty, top of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And, of course, our store is there. This week, again, we're highlighting the prayer that rocked the Capitol. Um, it's normally $20. If you use the prayer, if you, if you use the promo code PRAYER in checkout, you'll get 25% off the DVD here. Okay, So if, you, if you've been waiting to see this, then you can pick this up, DVD, normally $20, get 25% off of that promo code PRAYER in your business. And that's good through Saturday night at midnight, okay? All right, get all the formalities out of the way right at the first. And I know people uh, will make mention of this. Boy, your, your intro is long and you've got all this stuff and this, that, and the other. Well, if you're watching a replay, you can scrub that. In other words, you can grab that little thing at the bottom. And you can pull it and go past all that stuff, and you can get right into the meat of the matter of what we're going to talk about, which is listening to what the company, the vaccine companies have actually said, okay, what they're actually telling you, which is somewhat truthful. Not always, but it's somewhat truthful. And um, also hearing what specific experts in the field say. I'm going to play... Um, a clip from a microbiologist. Now, we had Dr. Christina Parks on the other week, 
and I thought she was great. Um, just, you know, people who are intellectually way above me, not that I'm high on the shelf either, but they're just way above me. And I'm always fascinated at people who are like that, who can break it down very simply. To me, that tells me they know what they're talking about. They're not just throwing terms out there and they're, they make it easy to understand. And Dr. Christina Parks is one of those kind of people. Um, we've had other people on, including our own Kate Shimrani, uh, who can come on and tell you all of this stuff that she's learned, the knowledge that she's gained, and she can make it easy for you to understand. It's not difficult for you to understand at all. But uh, today we're going to play some clips from some people in the quote-unquote vaccine companies. Now, they produce other things too, but these, and I do that with quotes because they're not vaccines. These gene-altering therapies, these medical devices, these something other than a vaccine, even though they're trying to change the name. I mean, we've seen Webster's alter the definition We have seen a vaccine. We have seen the CDC alter it. And they're doing it, guys, to cover their backsides. Sorry, folks, it's too late for that. You've already put it out. You've already done what you've done. Now you're guilty of the crimes of genocide. And you're not, you're not retracting it. You keep pushing it. And I'm talking about the CDC. I'm talking about the FDA. I'm talking about the corrupt criminal politicians whose campaign funds come 30 to 40% profit. Well, let me change that. Their campaign contributions come from these companies. Big Pharma. Not to mention the Mockingbird Media. They're corporate-owned, and 34 to 40% of their advertising is Big Pharma. And so they're going to have a say in what you can say and what you can't say about their products. Don't, don't kid yourself at all about that. The threat to pull millions of dollars in advertising from Fox, CNN, CBS, NBC, any of these outlets... Is very motivating for these people because what? Jesus said you'll either serve God or you'll serve money. And these people are not serving the God of creation, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. They are serving mammon. They're serving, as the scripture says, filthy lucre. That's what they're serving. Okay? So with that said, one of the things I want to do. Before I get into that, is I wanted to uh, draw attention to a particular story, and that is uh, of this, and this has nothing to do with that. This has to do with on the Afghanistan front. Marine Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller had blasted military leaders over a deadly Afghanistan withdrawal. Now, for that, he was arrested and thrown in jail. Some of you guys have heard this story. Let me give you two minutes of Lieutenant Colonel Scheller's criticism, if you will, of what took place. Here he is. But the reason people are so upset on social media right now is not because the Marine on the battlefield let someone down. That service member has always rose to the occasion and done extraordinary things. People are upset because their senior leaders let them down, and none of them are raising their hands and accepting accountability or saying, And we don't have leaders, we have representatives. If an 05 battalion commander has uh, the simplest live fire incident EO complaint, boom, fired. But we have a secretary of defense that testified to Congress in May that the Afghan National Security Force could withstand the Taliban advance. We have chairmen of Joint Chief, who the commandant is a member of that, who's supposed to advise on military policy. We have a Marine combatant commander. All of these people are supposed to advise. And I'm not saying we've got to be in the in Afghanistan forever, but I am saying 
did any of you throw your rank on the table and say, hey, it's a bad idea to evacuate Bagram Airfield, the strategic air barriers, before we evacuate everyone? Did anyone do that? And when you didn't think to do that, did anyone raise their hand and say, we completely messed this up? I've got battalion commander friends right now that are posting similar things, and they're saying, you know, wondering if it, all the lives were lost and, and if it was in vain, all those, all those people that we've lost over the last you know, 20 years. And he goes on to say that we're all part of a chain. While every link may not be tested, the strength of the chain is only as strong as each link, and you got to be, you know, good link, something like that. And what I'll say is, and from my position, potentially all those people did die in vain if we don't have senior leaders that own up and and raise their hand and say, we did not do this well in the end. They died Without in vain whether they do that or not. Mistakes. This amalgamation of the economic slash corporate slash political slash higher military ranks are not holding up their end of the bargain. I want to say this very strongly. I have been fighting for 17 years. I am willing to throw it all away to say to my senior leaders... I demand accountability. Amen. Well, justice guards our liberty. Isn't that what we say? He's a, he's calling for accountability. All right. Now, he had another video that's much longer. I'm not going to play that, but I'll have the link up so that you guys can see uh, the article I did yesterday so you can see the longer video. Um, and all he's doing is putting forth his thoughts on the matter. For that, he goes to jail. I know there's a military code of conduct and stuff. I get it, guys. But since when do members of the American military lose the protections of the First Amendment to speak out on issues? This isn't involving some kind of national security. This isn't involving uh, people being left out to be killed. No, that's what the Biden administration did in Afghanistan. That's what he's calling out. Since when did military members who are allegedly fighting for our liberties, fighting for our freedoms, and I'm using finger quotes for people on the radio. Since when did they lose their liberties when they voluntarily joined the military? Now, if this guy was divulging you know, stuff that was going to get people killed or did get people killed, we might have a conversation about that about discretion, about how, you know, channels and chains of command and stuff like this. This guy's just going on and saying, this is a really bad move. And, you know, we were, we who took the oath, the same one that these higher brass up in D.C., the same one that the usurper in the office of the White House, along with his, uh, his whore politician VP, take and just cast to the side the moment they're in office, this guy took it seriously. 17 years he's been a Marine, and he's calling it out, and he's in jail. For what? Speaking the truth? Think about that just a second. For speaking the truth, he's been arrested. That leads us to another question and into our topic here. I put this out a couple of days ago. This is uh, Army Doctor and Aerospace Medicine Specialist Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long called on the Pentagon to ground all pilots that have taken the COVID shots. 
Yeah, she she issued a long, I mean, a lengthy affidavit. Here's where the affidavit starts, okay? She gives all her credentials. She gives all of her experiences. She points to the law. She points to what this these these injections are doing. And she sees a real problem, just like we brought up for months now, over the issue of the shot, of this COVID shot. And she comes down, and I believe it's in number 39. She's got a lot of stuff here. And she lists it under opinion. She lists it under 39 here. Um, And there's a, gosh, there's a lot of stuff here. But she speaks and says that the pilots who've taken this shot should be grounded. They should be grounded. Now, we listened to our own Kate Shimarani. And she talked about that with British Airways. When Remember when they had the three or four pilots? I forget how many. We've had several airlines do that. Uh, JetBlue do it as well. Um, Delta has had that problem. And, of course, uh, British Airways tried to cover it up, say, oh, this has nothing to do with the shot. Well, what are you people talking about? You're conspiracy theorists, blah, blah, blah. And she, she told us, she said, you know, if a pilot has the least little sickness or whatever, They're usually grounded until they're verified that they're able to fly, that it's not something more serious. Why? Why is that? Well, it's because they have potentially hundreds of people that they're defying gravity (laughs) and flying an aluminum can from point A to point B with the potential that if they suffer some kind of reaction to whatever health condition they have, or to the shot, they could endanger not only those people, but potentially hundreds of people on the ground. I mean, this just this is this is a common sense issue. This is something that any thinking person, and I, we probably shouldn't even use the term common sense anymore because it's not so common anymore. Any thinking person who would stop and say, "Why should we let these these pilots fly?" And this is a dangerous situation. This Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long, she called it out and she said, she told the Pentagon, this was to the Pentagon, she told them, you guys really need to ground these pilots. Not because we don't like pilots, but because if they're going to take this shot, look at what all is happening. Let me ask you something. Any of you people who actually watch the news, look, we have televisions. I don't want to say we don't have televisions. And by that, I mean, you know, the device itself. Whatever we get on there comes from the internet, from our internet feed. That's it. So if we want to watch something on YouTube, I can watch that. If we want to watch, you know, we've got a Voodoo account. If we want to watch a movie that we've got there, we can watch that. But I'm talking about people who actually have the the airwaves broadcast of the Mockingbird Media, CBS, NBC, ABC. Forget the other one that's there. Those are the main three. And then those of you who purchase cable... Which, by the way, even years ago when I worked in construction and I had to go in apartment buildings uh, for service and things like that, people would have their bills out. And I was often, you know, I'd be working over like a kitchen counter and their bills would be there. And one of them was like a cable bill for like a hundred and something dollars a month. And these people, from what I could tell, weren't even at home long enough to watch television. But they were paying a hundred and something dollars a month for, for their cable TV. It was ridiculous. But those of you who watch it, are you getting the information that you get on the Sons of Liberty? Are you getting the information you get on Health Impact News? Are you getting the information that you get on 
what's called alternative media, which I'm, I'm agreeing with a lot of people who says the alternative media is the real media. Are you getting that truth about how many people are dying from this shot? Are you getting the truth about how many people have had adverse effects? By the way, the story that I had out yesterday, not yesterday, the day before, I have to scroll down to find it real quick. Uh, the lady who I thought might have been a nurse, this is her. Young woman speaks out after being cornered into taking a COVID shot and having an anaphylaxis reaction. She said, this is what the mandate did to me. Now, they, now yeah, could she have chosen to say, look, I'm not going to take this. Yes, she could have done that. Come to find out she's right across the line from me here in Charlotte, North Carolina, or here, uh, across the line from me in the communist state of North Carolina <laughs> under General Pooper. Yeah, I'm calling him General and Pooper because he's a dictator. That's what he is, and some people should have done away with him a long time ago. This young lady got in touch with her day before yesterday. She's going to be on the show. Well, I'm going to be doing the interview this afternoon. She's going to be on the show, Lord willing, tomorrow. And you'll hear what she what she has to say. Now, she's not a nurse. She's a somehow a lab technician, and she does a lot of things. But here she is. She feels compelled that I, I'm forced into this corner of I take this or I lose my job, and I don't have any way of having an income. Now, I'm not justifying that, but I understand it, okay? She's going to be with us tomorrow and tell her story. And so I want you to turn in, tune in for that. But this is what they're pushing people into. When all of the evidence points to that this is a dangerous shot. Some people have said Mark of the Beast. You guys know what I think about that. I'll put the my comments on the Mark of the Beast in... Um, the, the video that I did, I'll put that in the archive so you guys have it if you haven't had it. <laughs> good morning, Comrade Busy Bee. She's on Twitch. And uh, so, yeah, good morning to you too. <laughs> Here's what they have. So let's listen to a couple of things. Now, this came out. I'm going to play a couple of clips for you. One you've already heard and another that you may have heard because the article went viral our own registered nurse, Suzanne Hamner, is dealing with is taking care of her mother who's very sick right now. No, it's not COVID. It's something else. But uh, the, the problem is, is, or the issue is, is she put this out. It went viral. So I'm going to deal with that in just a minute. But this came out this week. Now, this runs about nine or ten minutes, and I'm going to let it play for those of you who have not seen it. Because I know there's lots of people who are involved in things. You don't, You can't keep up with everything. I can't. I, my listeners... You guys who listen and who watch, many of you know more, far more than I do, okay? You really do. You send me stuff, and I'm appreciative of that. Don't ever think that you're overwhelming with stuff. It's just sometimes I can't get back to you because there's just so much stuff, and it's coming from... If I could show you my screen right now, I'd show you exactly how everything is, plays out. This came out from Project Veritas. Now, I'm going to go ahead and apologize for any language that comes across. I don't have the software to bleep everything out, okay? Try to overlook that and pay it. Don't swallow the camel or strain at the gnat and swallow the camel for what's being said here. This comes from Project Veritas this week. And again, this is from Johnson & Johnson. Now remember, Johnson & Johnson has already paid out millions of dollars for their involvement in the opioid crisis. They paid out hundreds of millions of dollars for putting cancer-causing agents in their baby powder. 
and they're still allowed to function as a corporation. Nobody's went to jail. Not that jail is justice. It's not. It's an injustice. Nobody's been, let me put it this way. Nobody's been put to death for the deaths they've caused, which needs to be done. Tim, are you calling for blood in the streets? No, I'm calling for blood on the head of the wicked person and persons who were involved. Does that make sense? Do you get it? Justice, real justice. Not this stuff where you, the victims, are going to pay for it, but where the actual criminal is going to pay for it with their life because they knowingly put out things that they know have ingredients in them that will kill people, just like these injectors. And I'm going to play the guy after that from Moderna in just a moment, and then we're going to hear from a a molecular biologist in just a moment. So here's if you haven't seen this, this is the third in the series from Project Veritas. Take a listen. So if it were your kid, if it were your kid, would you get them vaccinated? I don't think they need it. So what would you say? Homeschool or get the vaccine? Honestly, I don't think a kid needs to get it. Meet scientist Justin Durant and regional business lead Brandon Shatt, officials with pharma giant Johnson & Johnson. Both men echo startling admissions about their own company's COVID vaccine and their concerns on long-term repercussions for children. Right. Not something that's so unknown in terms of the repercussions down the road. So would you say we don't know the repercussions of it? I mean, how can you? There's nobody who's... 30 years in, it said, hey, I got the vaccine, and I don't have a... Now here's the business lead for Johnson Johnson saying, we don't know what the repercussions are long-term. Politics, money. Okay, so then, if you think that babies, like, don't need to get vaccinated, then why do you think there's such a strong push for it? Justin Durant, Numbers, scientist no, at Johnson & Johnson, is money, clear on one thing. Money. Don't get this vaccine. And he doesn't want you to know that he said that. He even texted our journalist, reminding her to keep what he said secret, saying if the public found out, he could get in mad trouble. Well, he should. He should be in trouble, along with every member of Johnson Johnson pushing this. Despite these doubts, Durant appears to embrace his company's role in pushing policies that, quote, inconvenience the unvaccinated. No, they kill them and they injure them. Okay, look, this guy is laughing. You got to keep your job. <laughs> you got to keep your job. <laughs> Come on, man. I got to keep my job. I don't care how many thousands of Americans or worldwide have to die from our shot. Or if you're injured, (laughs) screw you, man. I got to keep my job. I want you to see the devil behind the laugh and the smile. Okay? Pay attention to it. You can't do anything about normal citizens. 
sends them through it and how it's like it's the hot like not the hot I'm not as much and as to what the media is saying about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine so you said I shouldn't trust the media in no capacity she's weak I <laughs> They're telling you. My goodness. They're telling you. Don't trust the media on this. She didn't want to take it because of her religious beliefs. She was coerced into taking it. I want to interject this, and we're probably going to go over, okay, because this is a lot of stuff. I understand the coercion. I understand people submitting that. The young lady that we're going to have on tomorrow, uh, one of the sweetest people you'll talk with, really. The, the coercion into this, I get it. At the same time, we're called to resist that as the people of God. We're not to be coerced. And I'm going to get into this at the end of the show because I'm going to bring the biblical text in. I like to do that. I like to take the stuff of what we're seeing, put this in so you see it all in one thing, and then hit you with what the Word of God says so that it makes an impact. To say, look, God has not ceased from speaking to these issues. He is very relevant today. And I don't have to, you know, like these elevation churches and churches that say they want to be relevant and stuff. I don't have to do that. I don't have to spike my hair up what little bit I have left. I don't have to spike it up. I don't have to have the latest fashion t-shirt that cost me $50 to wear it or the latest jeans that are $100 or shoes or, or a belt or anything to, to be relevant to people. God's word is relevant today just as much as it was thousands of years ago. And I'm going to bring that to bear in just a moment. Cheating is about the money. Why do you think there's such a strong push for it? Well, it's like that. If you want to go to a bar, you need to come to the That's like inconvenience these people so much. They're just like, I need So that's, that's what we need to do. In the midst of the growing nationwide vaccine mandates, including mandates for young students, Duran leaves no question about this. Do not take the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, he says. Inconvenience the unvaccinated is something he says, quote, we need to do. Inconvenience them to the point where it's like, it's the odd, like, not the odd, I'm not as much. He should use the word deceive, not inconvenience. My grandma's in Canada, I can't visit her, I can't visit her. And for those of you on radio, you can't see this devil smiling about what he's talking about. You're almost what? Like a second racist. You can't do anything about He almost seems effeminate. Second rated citizen? Okay. Right. So then how do we punish him? I mean, if you can't work, that's fine. No, but I feel like people listen. People what? The only way people are doing it is to have to 
If it hurts their pockets, the same thing's true about corporations, people. Don't support them. You'll hurt their pockets. Get out of the companies who are supporting this stuff. Right. So if you're working for a big company and you're about to lose your job, you're going to be the first one in the line. So true. So true. So that's what we, that's, that's smart. That's what we need to do. Counting great heads and whatnot. And this is a scientist for Johnson and Johnson. For those of you all listening on radio. So at what age do you think people should? Once you go out and you have to go to preschool, and you're around kids, I don't know, all Johnny down the block with them. So that's when you know it's not. Okay, so then if you think that babies, like, don't need to get vaccinated, then why do you think there's such a strong push for it? Yeah, numbers of depopulation or murder to eliminate their lives off the planet. Okay. But she doesn't necessarily need to because she's young. Yeah, this is like a bad Yeah. But, again, she shouldn't. Just out of her civic, it's her civic view. Make that much of a difference? Yeah, yeah. So what would you say? Homeschool or get the vaccine? Honestly, I don't think a kid needs to get it. just me. Why not? And the obvious question is why is this guy not going out to the media and telling them the kids shouldn't be getting this? It's the same concept of like you don't do things to kids. You don't put kids through certain things that you put adults through. It's just that kind of thing. Right. Kid, you just don't do that. Right. Not something that's um, so unknown. Okay. All right. So just just so we're clear, this is Brandon Shad, business lead for Johnson and Johnson, and he's saying, you know, you just don't do this to kids. You you wouldn't do this to them. This is bad. This is a different category. I, it's a kid. You don't do that. You know, not something that's so unknown in terms of repercussions down the road. You know, he's the business lead for Johnson and Johnson. Why is he not coming out instead of being caught? You know, undercover camera. Why is he not coming out and telling the parents of America, you shouldn't give this to your kids? And listen, if you shouldn't give it to your kids, you shouldn't be taking it neither. Let me tell you, I'm going to remind you, Jesus said, what did he say? You'll serve God or you'll serve money. This guy's serving the money because he says, this is my job. And he didn't know he was being caught on camera. And he doesn't have the courage to go out and speak the truth to the public. He's a coward. Cowards find themselves in the lake of fire. Romans, excuse me, Revelation 21. They find themselves in the lake of fire. They're the first in line, by the way. 
Not the adulterers, not the drunkards, not the, th- not the thieves, not the murderers. The cowards and unbelieving are the first in line in the lake of fire, in judgment. But here he is undercover. Maybe he got a couple of drinks in him. I don't know what the case is, and his tongue's a little loose. But he's speaking the truth there, undercover. So would you say we don't know the repercussions of it? I mean, how can you? There's nobody who's 30 years in that said, hey, I got the vaccine. I don't have a third eyeball. So you're probably loving Mark right now, then. Yeah, that's cool. It's weird because they ordered us to take the J&J vaccine. I mean, it just wasn't the effect of this. But like, so you didn't take it? Oh, no, I did. I took the J&J. Oh, you took yeah. Okay, yeah. So why is everyone leaning away from the Johnson & Johnson one? It could be in part like an FU. I'm not going to get your vaccine if you're going to force me to do this. Right. Because people still trust it. But never Johnson and Johnson. Why though? 60% thing in blood clots. Brandon Shack goes on to explain his views and that the problem boils down to a lack of transparency within J&J for both political and financial reasons. So what do you think this is about? Do you think it's about the money? Yep, it absolutely is. What? The collection of everything on that. What do you mean? Politics, money. A lot of people trying to make the right decision, but being stuck in their position of really being influenced by somebody to go one side or the other. I don't think anybody's going to say anything either. Let me let me interject something. I know I keep interrupting. I'm not a kind of guy. I usually like to play the stuff through, but there's something there he said. The people that are stuck um, in this situation. Let me let me back that up just so you can see what's what's being said. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna speak about this. I'm gonna show the video audience, but I'll read it to the the listening audience. He says, politics, money, a lot of people trying to make the right decision, but being stuck in their position of I being influenced by somebody to go one side or the other. Now, let me elaborate on that biblically for you. People who talk about free will don't know what they're talking about. Let me say it again. People who want to espouse man as free will, has a free will, don't know what they're talking about. Because what they mean is, he has the ability to do what is good and glorifying to God, and what is evil. We lost that with our parents, Adam and Eve. They had the ability to both glorify God from the heart, from the mind, from the body, from the strength. With everything in them, they had the ability to do what is right. They lost that at the fall. And all they can do is sin. Even as Isaiah says, their righteousness is as filthy rags. It says a dirty minstrel used garment. A used tampon, a pad, whatever, however filthy you want to perceive that. That's what your righteousness is before God. This is why we need the righteousness of the Lord Jesus. Okay? And he's saying they're stuck in this position. And that position is determining where their will is bent towards. And in both cases, it's bent toward evil. It's not bent towards God. It's bent towards evil. And you could say, well, I help out at the homeless shelter. I help such and such, right? What is the motive for why you're doing that? 
Because you may be doing something that's good, but God doesn't look on the outward appearance, the Bible says. He looks upon the heart. Why are you doing it? Because you feel good about yourself? Is it because you want to be promoted? Is it because you want people to praise you for what you did? How are you any different than the Pharisees of Jesus' day? Just wanted to drop that point in there because a lot of people speak about that. And the fact of the matter is we're born into sin, we're born into bondage, and we need somebody to set us free from that slavery, and that's the Lord Jesus. And he says, whom the Son sets free will be free indeed. I'm going to continue on. Will they be influenced by somebody to go one side or the other? No. I don't think anybody's going to say anything either. Why not? We're private, you know? What? They're private? No, they're a public company. Like if something bad is going on, like, all right. The 13 years that I've been there, uh, at least my time in consumer products, they've had Tylenol that was laced with like cyanide. If something bad happened there. They had the recall products. I don't know if I trust people. I don't know if I trust, like, what the media tells us, you know. So you said I shouldn't trust the media? The Mockingbird media are the pimps right. of Big Pharma like j and right. What do you mean by that? In no capacity, we have anything it is startling to hear employees of one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world refusing the very products they develop. If you are part of one of these big pharma giants, we invite you to reach out to us at VeritasTips at ProtonMail.com. Be brave. Do something. I agree. I agree. Reach out to them and tell them if you're a part of these, these corporations and let them know. Don't sit here and worry about your job. You better worry about what's going to come about when the people find out you're a part of it because they're going to come after you. They're going to start finding everybody who's tied with one of these companies. And you say, Tim, are you condoning it? No, I'm not condoning it. I'm just telling you how men react. And when they don't get justice because they have a criminal politician in office, a criminal judge who's getting paid off and bought off by these companies... They're going to go seek it themselves, and it's not going to be pretty. It's not. It's not going to be pretty at all. Now, I want to give you some encouragement here before I move on to the next. Look, I got two videos, and I know I interjected a lot there, but I want to give you some encouragement here. Now, this is a little uh, comic relief, if you will, 30 seconds worth in the middle of this very serious thing, and I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just saying, if you're feeling despair. I don't want you to feel that. We're not here to give you despair. We're not here to give you gloom and doom. We're here to point you to the source of remedying this. And that is you being repentant before God and then God working through you and people like you in your community to bring about real justice. Okay. Not this fake justice that we've been taught about. This is a little video. Any of you guys familiar with a bug's life? And you know the end story where all of a sudden the ants realize, hey, we outnumber the grasshoppers, right? We're going to turn on the grasshoppers. This is a little video, and you can find it at sonsoflibertymedia.com, that exemplifies that with an ant and an ant eater as far as how we can defeat Big Pharma. Check this out.
Now, for those who cannot see what's going on, there's a list of ants. They're going, no vaccines. This ant eater is trying to suck up one of them. The leader here calls them all together. They build this big ball that's bigger than the ant eater's snout. And they roll up into the snout of the ant eater. And he chokes and falls over. And then they celebrate. Uh, now, it's, I, I think it's actually kind of funny. Okay? I, I really do. And um, but it's But it makes a point. It makes a point here that if we do it together, and again, I'm not calling for ecumenicalism. I'm not calling for that. But where there is an injustice, everybody ought to be on the same page where there's injustice. We really should be on the on the same page. Okay, so I'm just throwing that in there as an encouragement. I don't want you to get down. I don't want you to get beaten down over what's going on. Now, when I when I say that, I want to take us back. And this is going to run out the rest of the show, and then I've got another video that's about 10 minutes long of a molecular biologist. So if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, not trying to cut you out, but if you want to catch the rest of it, if you want to hear what's being said here, sonsoflibertymedia.com, jump on Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live, before it's news.com, top of the page, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty, or Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. Now, this came out, Several years ago, this is the guy who is over. Let me let me get his name correctly here. Tal Zaks. He's the chief medical officer of Moderna. He's the guy who said we can hack your DNA, which means we can alter it. Okay, this is the 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 Mockingbird Media will never bring this up, and the fact checkers try to say, "Oh, you're twisting his words." No, you listen to him for himself, for yourself. Don't don't take what Tim Brown says. Don't take what Suzanne Hamner's written here. Listen to this guy for yourself, and you tell me what he's telling you that they're looking to do through their quote unquote vaccines. So I started my professional life about 30 years ago as a nurse in the pediatric intensive care unit. And I remember this one infant, let's call him Jonathan, who came in really, really ill. Seemed to have a rare genetic defect, but in those days, gene diagnosis was still in its infancy, so we couldn't really figure out what's wrong with him. And in the years since, as I've trained as a physician scientist, we've been living this phenomenal digital and scientific revolution. And I'm here today to tell you that we're actually hacking the software of life and that it's changing the way we think about prevention and treatment of disease. So here's all the biology you need to know in 30 seconds. Our body is made out of organs. Our organs are made out of cells. And in every cell, there's this thing called messenger RNA, or mRNA for short, that transmits the critical information from the DNA, our genes, to the protein, which is really the stuff we're all made out of. This is the critical information that determines what a cell will actually do. And so we think of it like an operating system. And it's not just in every cell of our body, it's actually in every cell of every organism alive. It's the same thing. And so if you could actually change that, which we call the software of life, if you could introduce a line of code or change a line of code, it turns out that has profound implications for everything from the flu to cancer. And, and you're seeing it now. With three short examples. Let's start with the flu. So many of us get a vaccine. 
what is a vaccine? It is an injection in our arm where we get bits and pieces of the virus, the proteins. Stainless and that steel, copper. Our immune system to recognize parasites. The virus. And so when we get infected, we're not sick. Heavy metals. Now imagine if instead of giving the protein, we would give the instructions on how to make the protein, how the body can make its own vaccine. That's an mRNA vaccine. And here's what it looks like from the cell. So the traditional approach has protein floating around your cells. An mRNA vaccine approach has the cells themselves in your own body making the vaccine. What's more alarming, a stranger prowling the neighborhood or somebody who just broke into your ground floor and tripped the alarm? That's what happens with an mRNA vaccine. You've tripped the alarm wire, and now the cell is dialing 911. It's calling the police at the same time as it's making the protein and saying, that's the bad guy. That's how an mRNA vaccine works. And for the last several years, we've shown this actually works in a whole multitude of animal models. Earlier this year, we So many models that they died. Study in people. And it, it actually works in people. We took a group of volunteers and injected them with a messenger RNA vaccine against a variant of flu, influenza. And all of these volunteers got the immune response we were hoping to see. The side effect profile was pretty benign, what you would see with any normal type vaccine. So we've proven the principle this actually can work. It works in people. And now we're going to be developing a whole um, slew of vaccines against diseases for which we don't have one. So that's infectious disease. Now, for the second example, let's talk for a minute about cancer. Horrible disease. Cancer has affected the lives of many of us and will affect the lives of many more of us as we age. The problem with cancer at the cellular level is that the DNA is screwed up. You've got these mutations, and this screwed-up DNA leads up to screwed-up information that makes screwed-up protein. And, and l let me ask a question. And why is it usually screwed up? Because of the crap we put in our bodies. Let's just be honest about that. The majority of those are because of the crap we put in our bodies. Or if it's in children, usually it's because of the stuff that mom and dad's been putting in their bodies, and then that's transferred over in the, these kinds of things. We had Dr. Vickers on to tell us if we get somebody who's not just on their deathbed or whatever, within six weeks, I mean, this is his words, within six weeks, they can be cancer-free. Why? They change what they eat. They put, in what they put in their bodies with supplements and all this kind of stuff. So these guys are trying to have a microwave, take the pill, do this one-shot thing to fix something that isn't that didn't take one second to start. It took a process of things of creating it. And, and they're trying to find this quick fix for it. They're trying to play. Somebody said in the chat in the chat, they're trying to play gods. I will be like the most high. I can, I can be your healer. I can be Jehovah Rapha. That's, that's what they're saying. And so the cell loses control. Now, how do you figure out what is actually screwed up? Well, you've got to figure out the, the, the whole sequence, right? It took us decades and billions of dollars to sequence the human genome. And we've done that. We achieved that in 2003. And now we're less than 15 years later, and it takes us a week. The problem is every person every is different. So now we can go and figure out what exactly is screwed up in a patient, and we can use that information to make a vaccine. We take that information, say a patient with lung cancer, and we take, it, we take the, the biopsy, we figure out the sequence, we figure out their immune system, we, and that all becomes information. It goes up in the cloud into a bioinformatic algorithm and then automatically makes a vaccine that we administer into their normal. Now, let me just stop right there. 
they're taking this Moderna vaccine, this shot, and they're giving everybody. They're not figuring out what their immune system is. They're not figuring out their DNA. They're not figuring out, you know, their cellular structure or anything. They're just, this is a generalization. Here's our shot. Take it. Doesn't matter what you got or what you don't got. Take it. So it's disingenuous to talk like this and then to present things like this. It's it's just, now, here's the thing. I think they're setting it up so that they can use the abilities through Wi-Fi. This is just my own opinion. Through Wi-Fi and stuff to find out, once the stuff's in your body, to find out about those things, and then all of a sudden there's going to be these wonders. Oh, I'm healed from su- the people who survive. I'm healed from such and such. While well, you've still got something else going on in your body. But uh, that'll that'll be the case. That, that's what I think will be the case. I'm not a prophet. I'm not prophesying. I'm not speaking for God. That's just my own thinking, okay? But... Uh, I'll let him finish up. ...tissue into the muscle to try and wake up their immune system. Now, the challenge, of course, is that every person's cancer is different. Mutations happen by random chance. And so to do this, you have to make it personalized. So this is me. But if every patient is different, what we're going to have to do is make a personalized cancer vaccine for every patient. And that's exactly what we've started to do. Every patient gets a vaccine that's based on the sequence in their own tumor. So when we started to do this a couple years ago, my CEO stopped by one evening and said, Tal, I get the idea, but is this going to work? And I said, look, Stefan, I don't know, but we've got all the pieces to try and answer the question, so we should try. And today I can tell you that I still don't know if it's going to work. But I know we're it able doesn't. to actually run the experiment. Earlier this week, the first patient was treated with a personalized cancer vaccine we made just for her. Thank you. So in the months and years to come, we will know the answer of whether we can actually wake the immune system against somebody's cancer with a personalized cancer vaccine. So stay tuned. I'm going to finish with a third example of something called methylmalonic acidemia, or MMA for short. Now, the name doesn't matter. Okay, this is just a disease that is caused by an enzyme that's critical for metabolism. And children are born, and they lack this one crucial gene. And so their body is not able, really, to fight infection properly, or any time they have any sort of stress, their body goes into crisis. They have one gene that's gone awry, and it causes a really significant disease. If you look at what happens over time for these children, about one-third of them don't make it to the age of 10. You see here the survival curve, whether the gene is completely... All right, I'm going to pause this for a second. If you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, jump on sunsofcelebritymedia.com, beforeitsnews.com, rumble at Sons of Liberty Media, excuse me, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty, and... Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. See ya. All right, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. Guys, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be about 30 minutes because I've got the rest of this I want to finish, and then I want to play for you this other molecular biologist and what she has to say, and we'll close out uh, with what the Bible has to say in all of this. Hang on. ...lost or whether there's just uh, an aberration in it, the survival is impaired. And... What do we do? Well, there's not much you can do because the missing protein is actually missing inside their cells. So what do we do? Well, here's what we do. We take out their liver, and we transplant the liver from a 
donor that is healthy and normal into these kids. Think about it. They're missing one critical piece of information, and what we do is transplant an entire organ. Well, it fixes the problem, but what if there's a better way? What if we could fix the missing information? So based on innovations, uh, nanomedicine, a, a new class of invention that Bob Langer across the river at MIT and Cambridge has, has been inventing, we're now able to package this information in messenger RNA with the goal of giving it as an infusion and then having it go to the liver to replace that missing information. Is this going to work? Well, we know the biology works. So together with the National Institutes of Health, we've studied this in a mouse no, model. No, the and NIH, the guys who are pushing the shots. have the exact same problem that the kids have. They're lacking the, one, the same gene. And you can see in the red line what happens to these mice when they're born. Pretty much immediately, they die. They cannot cope with stress. But if you inject messenger RNA that codes for the one missing protein that replaces that information, these mice, all of them survive, as you can see in the green line. And if you look at them, they not only survive, they're actually growing, they're gaining weight, they look like they're healthy littermates. We're hoping to start the clinical trials in the near future, and the idea is the same thing here. If you think about what it is we're trying to do, we've taken information and our understanding of that information and how that information is transmitted in a cell, and we've taken our understanding of medicine and how to make drugs, and we're fusing the two. We think of it as information therapy. I started by telling you about Jonathan, and 30 years ago when I was a nurse in the intensive care unit, I worked uh, two night shifts, and Jonathan came in when he was about 12 months old and uh, very quickly became dependent on a ventilator, um, and for the next uh, 15 months or so, every time I came into the unit, he was my patient to care for, uh, you know, bathe, feed, treat, play with. He couldn't talk, he was on a ventilator, but he was very much alive and you could tell, you could play with him. His eyes would follow me after a while. He would recognize me. Until one day I came into the unit for my shift and uh, he was no longer there. He had died because of an infection in between shifts. Imagine a world where we can not just diagnose, but we can actually use the information to create vaccines, to wake up the immune system to something like cancer, and to fix the missing information for children with diseases like Jonathan so that they can live the ICU and live a healthy life. Thank you. All right. So there is uh, Zach Towles. He's the uh, chief medical officer deal for Moderna. And he's telling you, look, and I don't, I don't, when I listen to some of the stuff he says, I'm thinking, okay, logically this makes sense that you have information, you can repair that, and you're trying to save a life. You're trying to, I'm not trying to impugn the motive there. But the fact of the matter is people at the top who make the decisions on the money and the marketing and all of that other are more concerned if it works and if we can get this passed off and if we can get immunity through our brothers that we're paying off over in D.C., if we can get immunity over that uh, so that we're not responsible when, I don't know, thousands of people die within eight months of taking you know, this shot, nine months. What are we in? We're in the 10th month now of the, uh, the COVID shots being put out here in the United States. They're just fine with that because you're still in the experiment. I know you've been told that the shot's been approved. Guess what? The approved shot that the FDA gave is not on the market yet. Not here. It's being used in Israel, and it's really bad over there if you haven't paid attention to what's going on there in Israel. Now, <clears throat> this is the last video, and then I want to kind of tie this up 
with something from the scripture that applies to each and every one of you who are listening to me. It'll apply to you. Now, this is um, Dr. Gina Gold. She is a microbiologist. She's speaking at the Dawson Creek City Council meeting, and I want you to pay very close attention to what she says about the fact that there's gonna there's a there's a high percentage of mortality from these things. Listen to what she has to say. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for your time. I know there's lots of people that want to talk to you. I also want to thank your staff for being as kind as they are. You have a phenomenal staff here. Thank you for that. Thank you. So I want to get right into um, several topics, one of them being misinformation, the other one being Nuremberg Code. So 74 years ago, the Nuremberg Code came about as a result of the atrocities that occurred during the Second World War, specifically the Nazis with their genetic experiments on humans. And if you've read the Nuremberg Code, you would understand that as a result of all the countries, major players in the world signing this document, they were very clear that humans would never be forced to wear a mask, never forced to endure vaccines that weren't safe or any treatment protocol that was not safe, and certainly not a genetic experiment. Given that most people don't have a degree in molecular biology or anything along those lines, then I'd like to give you some information today. So, from my perspective, and working as I do, um, it concerns me greatly that one of the one of the precepts, not only in the Nuremberg Code, which stated very clearly, we're not going to be an experiment ever again, signed off for. It also gave the people power to hunt down the Nazi war criminals, and that has also been used in other instances. And to we've got them in our government. In their own countries, et cetera, et cetera. So the Nuremberg Code protects us, and it seems that that's been conveniently forgotten in the process of all this. What's going on? The misinformation uh, when constitutional lawyers for the government advise the government officials that they're not violating people's rights under the Charter's rights in our Constitution, but rather just pushing the boundaries. And that gives me a great cause for concern. The, the Constitution, the Nuremberg, were all written to protect the people from the atrocities inflicted upon whether it was a government um, or other people that had the authority to do so, or in their own minds thought they had the authority to do so. So when I listen to the radio, which I have to stop listening to, it concerns me that health units are unequivocally promoting a genetic experiment. This has never been done before in the history of mankind, where a foreign substance that mimics, but it doesn't, uh, an mRNA strand that can possibly insert itself and permanently insert itself into the DNA of the human, um, that's unheard of. Uh, it's not... The, if you look at the statistics, if you look at anything that's going on, theirs is a reporting, it's a voluntary reporting center for professionals or others that want to, want to tell people that I've had an adverse reaction, whether it's to a drug or a vaccine, whatever, a treatment. Well, there says that only 1% of people report, and as of last month, 13,000 people in, in the United States died directly from this jab. Now, in 1972, smallpox vaccine was discontinued. Now, we all, most of us look like we're old enough to have had that vaccine, that nice little round dot you had on your shoulder. They discontinued it in 1972 for the following reason. There were some 
very few but serious side effects, including death associated with it. And after 26 people died of that vaccine, which had been in use for quite a number of decades, it was discontinued on the basis that 26 people had died from the smallpox vaccine. There's an answer for you smallpox wow. people. So if, if VAERS is reporting 13,000 deaths directly attributable to the vaccine, and it's only 1% being reported, you multiply that by 100 you got 1.3 million people that have directly died as a, as a result of this vaccine. Unheard of in the history. The first thing that really triggered me when I was watching the news at the beginning of all this pandemic shit, excuse the language, is that minus 70 degrees was required for refrigeration of this particular vaccine. <laughs> uh, never in the history has anything that I'm aware of ever needed to be below minus 20 why minus 70? Hmm. thought about that a lot. I've experienced with um, some of the people that live off the grid and they have their own power generating and they have all these electronic panels that automatically shut down at minus 49 to protect the electronics from the extreme cold. And I was in Calgary in January, I forget how many years ago, maybe 15 years ago, and I watched it all in action. So my little brain got going. I'm thinking, so what the heck is inside this particular jab it is not a vaccine by any definition. It is not. It's foreign material. It is not a natural ex- ex- extract from the virus or whatever else, which hasn't even, hasn't even been identified as the cause of this, this pandemic. So when I'm looking at all this and I'm thinking, there's something wrong here. So I don't know what I should call it the pleasure or the displeasure, but I have tested people who have been jabbed. And I can't talk about their specific details, but let's just say it has a very long-lasting effect on them in a very short period of time. So when I listen to the radio and I hear the health units going on and on about how unvaccinated people are causing the Delta variant, that's the biggest lie to date that I want to point a finger at. Vaccinated people, when you put a pressure on a system, so you take an antibiotic and give it to a bacterial infection, if you don't kill off 100% of the bacteria, they will mutate to survive. And they're very good at surviving. Right? So, I just lost my train of thought. But <laughs> so, when I'm looking at how they're promoting this as vaccinated people, they are the ones that are creating the variants. They are been exposed to a jab that is forcing them to either, it, it doesn't kill 100%. If nothing kills 100%, you're going to get variants. And they only usually mutate under a, an express application. Okay? Antibacterials, antiviruses, doesn't matter. So this is where the variants are coming from, and I would greatly appreciate the health unit stop saying that because it's an outright lie, and it's a coercion to get people to take it. Oh, that unvaccinated person, oh, my God, I'm going to get something from them. It's all about fear and coercion. And so since the Nuremberg Code has not been recalled, it is still in effect, and I would very greatly appreciate the member's taking a good look at it to understand what I'm talking about. Now, it's a great big long document, and I'm sorry, I wasn't prepared to speak today. I was asked to. There is a couple of sections that have been extracted. Uh, Facebook had it a long time ago, so I can't quote those to you. But it essentially protects our rights. It protects us from being genetic experiments. And as a molecular biologist, it saddens me greatly that so many people are running to get this, whether it's a bribe in the States, it was donuts and pizza and beer or whatever it was, If we really, truly had a pandemic, you wouldn't have to convince people they needed to be vaccinated. Amen. And since there hasn't been full disclosure as to the contents of that, I have seen the results of people who have received it. And I 
I didn't know whether to cry or to scream. I've never seen anything like it. And I certainly hope that people will understand that for whatever purpose this pandemic is about, don't be forcing people to take something because that Nuremberg Code will apply to you. If you're talking on the radio telling people you need to get this, you need to get this, there has not been full disclosure as to the contents. Geneticists in other countries have pulled these apart are absolutely astounded at what they're finding. Two genes within that mRNA strand that are directly connected to prion diseases, which are deadly neurological diseases that take anywhere from 5 to 15 years to kill you. Think about mad cow disease. These are incurable at this point in time because that protein is a natural production of the body. The body recognizes it, but it's misfolded and, and attacks the neurological systems. So there's also an indication that this jab was designed to be transmissible to people who are not vaccinated. So if they stand up for their rights and say, you can't make me do this, there's no full disclosure to tell me what's in there, legally you can't force anybody, you can't even mandate us to have that vaccine. You can't, you don't have that authority. Because that right was given to us from the Nuremberg all the way down to our Charter of Rights. So. In the Nuremberg Code, the coolest thing about it all, and I'll wind up with this, is that people who followed the orders of their superiors wasn't a good enough reason to exclude them from punishment. Amen. So if your boss tells you to go stick that body into a kiln and you burn it, and you knew it was the wrong thing to do because you're complicit in murder, well... The Nuremberg Code made it very, very clear. You would be held accountable. And I'm not specifically saying the gentlemen and the ladies here, but that Nuremberg Code has not been recalled and it's still in effect. It's being used today. So I want to thank you again for your time. I hope you take the time to find out not what the constitutional lawyers of the government are telling you, but rather what the real constitutional lawyers who aren't getting paid Amen. at this point in time have to say. And Juan's Butter is one of them. Um, he's a very <laughs> interesting lawyer. Please do your homework. These are our lives with the potential to cause huge numbers of death. One, one viral specialist is a virologist. He calls himself the best of the best, says he expects a mortality rate of 100% as a result of this jab. Others are less threatening in terms of 15% of the population will be called as a result. No vaccine has cured any disease. The human immune system is incredible. And if you feed it the right things, it will do its job. There you amicably. go. Come on. Done deal. If you have questions more, by all means, I'm happy to take them. Thank you, Gina. All right. So that's Dr. Gina Gold. She's a molecular biologist and pretty smart. <laughs> Uh, puts things together very well, and listen to what she said. They're saying the mortality rate of this is 15 to 100% for those of you who've took the shot. 15 to 100%. While the liars that we know lie to us in the government and in the Mockingbird media tell us, oh, no, they're safe and effective. Safe and effective. Safe and effective. That's how they're they're brainwashing you. Safe and effective. Safe and effective. Safe and effective. Safe and effective. When they're anything but either one of those. They're not effective. We know they're not effective. That's why they want to give you boosters. That should be... You don't even have to be a molecular biologist to figure this out. You can be a redneck down here in South Carolina and figure that out. 
that's why they're giving you two pills with your second booster that you need to take every day because it's not safe and it's not effective. Now here's what I want to here's what I want to show you. There's a testing here that's going on. And it requires discernment and it's it isn't even in my mind it's not even a high level of discernment to tell you the truth. The other day, I spoke about apostates and antichrists who are pushing this shot, from the Pope to Franklin Graham to Robert Jeffress to Al Mohler to all kinds of people pushing this shot. And the spiritual aspect that's being put on, we saw that with the governor of New York. And her talking about God would want you. These are the same knuckleheads who tell you there's a line between church and state. There isn't, but they tell you that until they want to use it against you until they want to deceive you, until they want to bring you a delusion. By the way, for those of you who recall in 2 Thessalonians 2, when it says, yes, that's correct, Debbie, uh, she's Dr. Gina Gold. I don't know if she's related to Dr. Simone Gold or not. I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, that was her name. There is a spiritual aspect to all of this. And in 2 Thessalonians 2, it says that God sends a strong delusion. I want you to think about that a second. God sends a strong delusion. He sends the delusion to deceive those who would believe a lie. He's done it throughout history. We can read that throughout Scripture to where those kinds of things happen. Isaiah, let's just take for an an example here, Uh, and I don't have this pulled up, but it just came to mind uh, over the the particular passage that I'm going to here in just a moment. But... um, Let me pull this up right quick. So Isaiah, some of you guys are familiar with this. He says in chapter 6, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. His train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then I said, Woe is me. Woe is me, for I am undone. Isaiah pronounces a curse upon himself, a judgment upon himself, because he's in the presence of the holy God. And he's going to tell you that saying, and he says, I'm, I am undone. I am literally exploding. I'm coming apart. That's what the term means. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And one and flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar, and he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. See, he couldn't do it himself. He couldn't clean up himself. He had to be cleansed. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Oh, who will go for us? No, that's not the angels, guys. That is the triune God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. And he said, Now watch what, watch what happens here. Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not. And see ye indeed, 
but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert, and be healed. And I said, Lord, how long? And he answered, Until the cities be wasted without inhabitant, and the houses without man, and the land be utterly desolate, and the Lord have removed men far away, and there be a great forsaking in the midst of the land, but yet it shall be a tenth, and it shall return, and shall be eaten as a teal tree and as an oak whose substance is in them when they cast their leaves, so the holy seed shall be substance thereof. Let, let me give you the picture here. You guys are familiar with the story of Noah, right? Noah preached 120 years. How many converts did he have? Was Noah successful? Yep. No converts, but he was totally successful. Who got out out of all the world in the flood that God sent? Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. That's it. Boom. Everybody else, gone. They're gone. Their ears were stopped. Their eyes were blinded. And here's what Isaiah's up for. Here's his job. See, the modern-day preachers wouldn't make it as an Isaiah because they would say, well, if we don't have self-support in, you know, two to three years, or if we don't, you know, if we don't have a, a big bunch of people in our assembly, then we're not successful. Here's what determines your success. Are you faithful to God? It doesn't matter what you see around you. Are you faithful to God? Sometimes he gives increase for some people. Sometimes he doesn't. But his word always goes out, and it doesn't return void. It goes out for the purpose for which it was sent. Same thing happens here with Isaiah. Isaiah sees his sin. He sees the sin of his people. He says, I'm coming undone. He's then cleansed of his sin. And what happens? God says, who's going to go speak for us? Isaiah says, I'll go. And God says, I'm going to send you to go, Isaiah. Ain't nobody going to respond to you. And I'm going to do it to the land's desolate, till it's uninhabitable. You don't have a success story to tell anybody. You're not going to write a book about this. Well, he did write a book. <laughs> You're not going to write a book about this to be famous and make lots of money because of your quote-unquote perceived success. Your success is dependent upon whether you carry the message I gave you or not. Now, with that said, we're in a testing time. And I want to take you to the example of the Lord Jesus and tie some things in here as to what we've seen, especially over the past couple of days, even out into last year when President Trump was pushing this stuff and he was putting on the thin veneer of Christianity, right? Cloaking things in the language of scriptures, which apparently he didn't know when he first became president because he didn't even know his favorite Bible verse. And then when he was asked, he gave something that wasn't even part of the Bible. So it, they're devils. They're, they're ministers they're, they're, they're ministers of of Satan disguising themselves as ministers of light. So here's what we read in Matthew chapter 4. Jesus was led, now this is after his baptism, Jesus was led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, that's Satan, he said, if thou be the Son of God, and he knows he's the Son of God. I mean, my goodness, all of his buddies know it. He knows it too. Remember when the when he was there with the um, with the demoniacs, and they said, "You're the holy one." 
Have you come to judge us before the time? Thou son of God? No, they know. And James says they even tremble. That's more than man does most time. So the tempter came to him and said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. I mean, he had already went through a 40-day fast. Serious temptation here. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Jesus, what's wrong with turning some stones into bread? I mean, is there a sin committed in that? Well, to do it in the face of the temptation of the devil, yeah. Yeah. And Jesus said, I, you know, I was thinking about Jeremiah when I was thinking about this this morning. He says, you know, I desire you. I desire to hear from you, Lord, more than my necessary food. And that's interesting because he says food is necessary for the body. We heard that from Dr. Gold just a moment ago. Putting the right things in the body causes it to work right. He said, I desire your word to me more than my necessary food. So Jesus says the same thing. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So the devil says, I'm going to give it another shot. So he says, The devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And that's true. God did say that, and he said it specifically in reference to prophesying through the prophets about Christ. That he would protect him, lest he dash his foot upon a stone. He did say that. And this is what you have to keep in mind. The devil is always in the details, and that comes from the fact that the devil will use a lot of truth in order to insert the poison of the lie. And Jesus catches it again. Verse 7, Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Look, let me let me put this in, in, in the scenario here. If you're a person out there and you've been paying attention to the death rate, if you've been paying attention to the injuries of this shot, if you've taken any time at all to see what it's doing, and you say, I'll take it because I got to travel. I had a friend, a good friend, and he asked me, he says, you know, we got to get over to the States. He's in another country. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to require that we get the shot. And I said, we well, don't have to take it. You don't have to come to the other to here. And he goes, well, do you think it's okay if we take the shot and just trust God to watch over us? And I said, I sent him this passage, this, this text right here. Why will you tempt the Lord your God when you know this is bad for you? Why will you do that? And then expect him to care for you. That's just, that's being foolish, folks. It's just being foolish. It really is. So let's look at what else happens. Verse 8, and again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him. I mean, this must have been a big mountain for them to be looking over what they're going to be looking over. Showing him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and saith unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Now understand, he's saying this before Christ goes to the cross and conquers him. So yeah, at that time, kings of the world, there he is. Not in the fullest sense, because remember, the devil is God's devil. 
Okay? He's not on his own. He's not autonomous. He's under the command and the sovereignty of God. And Jesus said unto him, Get thee hence, Satan. Oh, I like that. Step off. That's the vernacular. Step off before you start tripping. For it was written, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And the Bible says, And the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. That's Jesus. What are you faced with, people? Whether you're in America or whether you're listening around the world, doesn't matter. You're faced with the same thing. They want you to trust them as little gods in the face of their lies, in the face of their deception, in the face of their tyrannies. And God has called you to something else. And you know it's wrong to take these shots. You know it's wrong. And yet, you're balancing out the struggles. Well, I got a job I got to have. You may not have that job because you might be dead or incapable of performing it. And I get that, especially if you're, if you're a man and you've got a family, you've got a wife, you've got kids, you've got to take care. I understand that very well because you're the one entrusted to be the provider. And I've been put in all kinds of situations, boy, where I didn't have a clue And I still don't. We live, just like many of you, paycheck to paycheck. Trying to get ahead, and it's just something comes one after another after another, and I just have to go, God, I don't know how to fix it. And you know our needs that we have. Please meet the needs that we have. Be like like David. Don't give me so much that I forget you, but give me enough so I'm not having to go out and steal and do all kinds of things to dishonor you either. Guys, there's a temptation upon a lot of people around the world. And it revolves around these shots. You've heard what the guys from Johnson Johnson have said. You've heard what the guy from Moderna has said. You've heard over and over from guests we've had on this show and guests that, and, and people, experts in their field, that you've seen in other videos and listened to another podcast, and you know, you know, this is an abomination. This, these vaccines are an abomination. They're not for your health. They're not for your benefit. They're an abomination before the Lord. And if you go and take it, knowingly, I don't. I don't know what to say. I just don't know what to say to you. It's it's foolish. You know, we're going to have Jess on tomorrow. We're going to do the and and I like her. I, I spoke with her yesterday and uh, set things up. And you know, she she just felt so pressured. And I I feel for her. I, I do. But she realizes it was it was a bad thing. She's willing to admit this is a this was a bad choice I made to do it. And that's why I want her to come on the show. I want her to tell you her story from that. Guys, there's hope, but you're going to have to resist. Dr. Gold talked about the Nuremberg Code. You're going to have to be the ones who hunt them down. Tacticalcivics.com. Check them out. You have the means to do that through the through real justice and real law. I'm not talking about vigilanteism. I'm talking about doing what's right, 
bringing indictments in your county, being a part of the militia, and enforcing the law. That's if you really want to see a solution. Now, if you're still waiting on 2022 to vote for somebody, 2024, if you want to put um, lying Trump and lying DeSantis in there, then knock yourself out and keep doing that. You've been doing it for 170 years. Your forefathers were doing it before them, and look at where it's got us. It's got us worse down the road. If you think that's what's going to fix it, go on and knock yourself out. You know, shake the dust off my feet with you. And I don't say that very often. But for stupid people who have been told time and time and time and time and time again, no matter what the evidence is, just like we read out of Isaiah a minute ago, you got a hard heart, you got stopped up ears, you got blind eyes. Go to your destruction then. Okay? I just don't want to be a part of it. And that's why I speak out on it. You guys have a great uh, day. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. 6 a.m. We'll be out with Jess. And I, truly, I think you'll, you'll really appreciate what she has to say. And um, I hope it'll be beneficial. Until then, see you.